Hi, boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. Evan Gets Even by Bonnie Moyers. Evan! Hey, Evan! Ann Baxter tapped Evan on his right elbow and raised her voice so he could hear her above the clatter of dishes and silverware. What do you want? Evan Thompson turned around and faced the girl squarely. A favor, if you don't mind, said Anne. Could you be more careful when you scrape the plates? You're getting garbage all over me. No, Evan drawled. I can't be more careful because I'm not in the mood. Why do you insist on wearing white uniforms to work anyway? Because they're washable. I'd hate to see what would happen to a good dress if I wore one to work in here. I know you're in a bad mood because Steve beat you to the tray collector's job and you have to do the slop detail, but that's no reason to take out your frustration on me. Nevertheless, Evan reiterated, I despise working with garbage. It's the dirtiest job in the kitchen. I'm sure it is, Anne agreed, but we all have to do things we don't particularly enjoy sometimes, so please act grown up at least. In the days that followed, Evan made no effort to do his job carefully. It got to the point that Anne dreaded to see him come to work at the slop hole next to her sink. One Sunday afternoon, Anne sighed as she looked at the four uniforms she had just hung on the sun deck to dry. It seems that I spend most of my time washing clothes these days, thanks to sloppy Evan, she mused. There must be some way I can get him to be more careful. Monday morning, Evan started scraping plates in his usual careless manner. Evan! Anne protested. I'm sure you could, if you really tried, get more slop down the hole and less splattered on me. Oh, shut up! Evan was even more surly than usual. You'd make somebody a wonderful wife, he continued. Anne didn't feel like replying with a soft answer, so she retorted, And wouldn't you make somebody a great husband? Pickle puss! I'll stop nagging you when you stop needing it. If you mess up one more uniform for me today, you'll wish you hadn't. Is that a threat? No, Anne snapped. It's a promise. Just then, the chapel bell rang, bringing the unpleasant dialogue to an abrupt close. That very evening, right after supper, Anne and Evan found themselves working side by side once more. After fifteen or twenty minutes of dodging unidentified flying objects, Anne sputtered, Say, slop slinger, can't you take it a little easier? I can, but I won't, said Evan and he became even more haphazard with his plate scraping, if that was possible. Oh, no! Anne wailed as the chocolate milk Evan was emptying from a glass splashed on the hem of her skirt, making little rivulets down her legs and onto her shoes. You've done it again! I've had all of this I'm going to take! She grabbed a tumbler full of dirty dishwater and poured it down Evan's neck. Why, you little rat! What did you do that for? Evan demanded. What's good for the goose is good for the gander, Anne taunted. If slop is good for me, a little dirty water won't hurt you. Oh, really? Well, I'll get even with you if it's the last thing I do. He filled a glass with water, and moments later Anne's uniform became soiled and soaked. Anne promptly doused Evan with more dirty dishwater. She was able, she had just discovered, to hold five plastic tumblers full of water in each hand. By now, Evan's glasses were drenched and his hair was hanging in his eyes. He picked up the sprayer again, turned it on full blast, and drenched Anne thoroughly. Even her shoes squished when she walked. She returned the fire with another volley of dirty dishwater. 
by this time Evan looked even more bedraggled than she did. Evan was just turning the sprayer hose on again to retaliate when Mrs. Graves, the supervisor, walked in. "'Whatever is going on here?' she asked, looking from the waterlogged Evan to the still-dripping Anne. "'We're having a swimming party,' Anne giggled. "'You beat all I've ever seen,' Mrs. Graves told them. "'Seniors you are, soon to graduate from Valley View and playing with water like a couple of little kids.' Evan hung his head. Suddenly the water battle did seem childish. "'Ah, er, we're almost through. That is, Anne is. I have the floor to scrub, and then I'll be done.' he assured Mrs. Graves, and we won't count the time we spent this way as work time. I should think not. Mrs. Graves was sober. But I'm more worried about you two than about any time you may have wasted. You have exactly ten minutes to get out of here, change your clothes, and get to evening worship on time. What's more, it's very cold outside. You'll probably catch your death of cold walking back to the dormitories in this wind. She handed them each a coat to wrap around themselves and shooed them outside. Anne showed up at worship only a minute late, and everyone tittered when they saw her straight, stiff hair. Evan didn't arrive at all and was marked absent. Three days went by before Anne saw any more of him. He had been in bed with a severe cold. On the fourth day, he was somewhat better and showed up for work. Anne, he apologized, a sheepish grin stealing across his face, I'm sorry for the trouble I caused between us the other night. What do you say we call a truce? I'm more than willing, Anne agreed with a smile. That's good, Evan said. After all I've been through, I've decided that getting even isn't worthwhile. The story you have heard today is from Guide's Greatest Stories, written by various authors and compiled by Randy Fischel, and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church.